thank you everyone for coming in and uh, listening. This is the collector panel and uh, Zion, I don't know how much uh, I'm supposed to take over or give you, but uh, just very happy to be here. This you got you got full ring, man. All it's, right, yeah. All right, let it run. I uh, all right. So we are joined by two so far unbelievable collectors in their own right. Uh, they do quite a bit for the community otherwise, but I'm going to let them sort of introduce themselves a little bit. Um, Fungi, do you want to take us away? Sure. Yeah, um, I've been working in the space uh, and active for a couple of years. I uh, have founded a marketing consulting company um, and in the process of trying to uh, trade my way to PFB <laughs> generational wealth, uh, ended up as an accidental art collector uh, and have just really been enjoying that side of the space ever since and devoting uh more and more attention and energy to it. Yeah. Love that. And honestly, a very succinct way to put a, uh, a great story, but uh, I love that. Thank you, Kerr, for, uh, for coming in. I know we got started a little bit early, so uh, just want to give you a little bit of time. We're just introducing ourselves, but I'm going to throw it over to Hilda and uh, just take a moment. All right, I'll try and keep it parsimonious like Fungi. Um, I've also been here for a couple years. Uh, started out primarily as a collector, and that continues to be uh, one of the first things I do here every day. Um, but my story goes that uh, I randomly kind of started moderating for a Discord community with artist Thank You X. Um, and then since then, I ran into T. Joe, the artist. Uh, we became friends, and uh, one day he decided to open his Discord, so um, I did that with him and help out with that community, and uh, yeah, doing some other fun stuff. We'll be seeing soon. Can't wait to see it. And, uh, you know, just one of my favorite people around, so I just want to give you the flowers. Uh, Fungi one of my favorite people around to occur, one of my favorite people around too. So I just got to give love to all of you. Uh, just really so happy to be sharing a stage with three incredible people, Zion behind the host as well, four incredible people. Um, but truly like this collector's panel is, uh, you know, it, it's like family to me. So I'm really happy to be here. Uh, Kerr, I wanted to give you a chance to introduce yourself as well. And then uh, we'll kind of just dive into the question. Yo, my bad. I was late, fashionably. Um, I had just gotten home from work, so I was just getting settled. But um, thank you for, uh, one, having me, as always. Pleasure and a privilege to be on these spaces and considered among some great company here. Um, I'm Kerr. I'm a guy. Um, I've been in the space for, like, almost three years now. Um, started off being a degenerate and uh collecting random nft pfps top shops all that fun stuff and then kind of just quickly realized i wanted to do more and then i found some people that were doing more and i wanted to be an artist and you know i eventually found an avenue where i can take my 
business skills and my experience in life and kind of translate that into the space. So for the last, I would say two years, I've been mainly focusing on uh, marketing and branding for um, artists, uh, for projects, um, been doing community management, stuff like that. And then for the last year, um, building a production company with my good friend Aria uh, called Arc 11, where we focus on film and, and content creation, um, telling diverse stories. And that is really, really well in the works. And yeah, I'm, uh, I'm here and I'm happy to be here. So. Hey, very happy to have you, Kerr. It's, uh, it's really a pleasure. Uh, and I kind of just want to dive straight in. And first question that I have for each of you is, uh, what are you drinking right now? Fungi? Uh, I am double fisting coffee and uh, electrolyte water. Final answer. That's, you're going to be up until about 10, 1030, maybe 11, but hydrated. So that helps. Legendary. Legendary. Uh, I just finished a glass of water and I need a refill. Kerr, anything? Uh, I just chugged a can of Waterloo sparkling water. Um, the water beverage choice of Kerr, unofficially sponsored, by the way. Um, this one specifically does not taste like someone whispering the flavor in my ear as I'm drinking water. So good stuff. Yeah, I love that. That, uh, that question was not on my sheet, but just something that I wanted to, uh, I don't know. Just get us started with. Wait, you got to answer these too, Luca. I mean, you're a collector as well. Uh, I'm having a Diet Coke right next to me. And uh, I'm also double fisting with an electrolyte water. But it's uh, it's all about the caffeine. So uh, I'll try to answer these as much as I can. But I do want to kind of focus on uh, the other three people that are here. And... Uh, the first question that I have is a little collector specific. It's actually only for fungible. Um, and it's actually uh, fungi. Uh, can you give me uh, 12 words in any order that you'd like? No prompt whatsoever. <laughs> those, were not, I just, uh, <laughs> those were not some of the words. <laughs> oh, I just want the seed phrase, honestly, man. I, that's, I want your wallet. That's all I want. <laughs> But <laughs> it's uh, oh, I, dude, that took one, me way too long. No, good. I uh, I might have had the number off, but I uh, just really one of the best collections around. So I just wanted to start us off a little bit. But you've shown off the the latest edition that you've collected. But I want to get us all started. And this is actually a question that Hilda has put out there quite a bit. Um, what's the last one of one piece that you've collected? And we'll kind of just go uh, to the right of me, which goes Fungi, Kerr, and then Hilda. I'm going to need a second uh, to verify this. I appreciate the honesty. Yeah, if you want, I can go real quick. Yeah, yeah go ahead. I'm, <laughs> I've got to check one. <laughs> yeah, I had to double check. So the last one of one I got was a chronic. Chrono photograph number 119 
by OX Def Beat. I think I posted it. Maybe I could share it here. I bet Fungi has one of those. Yeah, yeah, I was able to get uh, two in the, we kind of collect together, we started collecting together, uh, a few of us at Chiller, so uh, we luckily had two two spots to mint. Ah, oh, show off. I think the most recent for me was uh, one of Jules's, uh Nice Day Jewels uh, flowers from his... Uh, flowers project i believe that was it love that i love to see uh all the success of that collection as well recently it's just been a genius idea that's been out there and i love that the day after seeing everyone get in they went from glitching to not uh i just think that that's a really cool i mean also you know eth was going up that's a nice little thing that happened was happening as well but uh no longer so uh, too sad uh kurt last one of one it might uh yeah you'll uh you'll love this one because it was actually a luca generative art original on the tez blockchain was my last one of one that i that i bought so super dope that just worked out phenomenally so okay that might that might be true i did for not me plan too. that at all that that might be true for me as well that the, the tezos piece i think i picked up I swear I did not plan this. Yeah, right. <laughs> We've talked about this question before, about how it shouldn't be the first one of one, it should be the last. I didn't plan this at all. Oh, God. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to answer with that same thing. But um, the last one of one that I collected was... Was it that long ago? By MP, our very own MP, Forsaken. It's uh, an unbelievable black and white piece. And to get my first uh, one of one from MP was really special. Uh, an artist and a person that I've been a really big fan of for a while. Uh, if you're not familiar with Weeping Snake, I don't know where you've been. But get out from underneath that rock and go check out her work. Um, all right, so Fungi, you kind of touched on something that I was going to bring up later, but uh, I'll bring it up now. What uh, are your guys' positions on jointly collected pieces in terms of multi-signature wallets and, you know, the protocols that you have to take on? And have you done it at all? Uh, I think we have the, you know, two different perspectives because Fungi, I know you have. And I'm not sure if Kerr or Hilda you have, but uh, interested to hear what you guys think. Yeah, um, I think it's a, I think it can be a great idea, um, especially for, uh, I guess, conserving, either conserving ETH or uh, for having more to pick up, you know, one of ones you might not be able to acquire. Uh, just as an individual. Um, I also think it's just really fun. Uh, it's kind of cool to have like a small group of friends um, all getting hyped uh, and kind of connected by shared 
vibes and tastes in art uh, while also having slightly, you know, different or, or maybe wildly different preferences that lead to uh, a more diverse collection uh, from artists you might never have found yourself. Um, yeah, I'd say the important things are to set it up safely. So big fan of tracking <laughs> uh, who's paid what. Um, that's important. And uh, using a multi-sig uh, for your art vault. Um, just to take trust and uh, uh, out of this out of the equation um, makes it less awkward. It's also just safer, especially if you've got some dank like deaf beef pieces or just pieces you you really connect with. Uh, that would suck if uh, you lost your seed phrase or got compromised or something. Um, yeah, and of course. Uh, choosing to do it with people you, you really get along with. Um, being pretty selective on that, I think. Big fan. Curry, you want to go next? Yeah. Um, no, I agree with Fungi. I think, I mean, it's, I haven't personally done that, like been involved in a, like a group purchase of an NFT, but the the idea has definitely crossed our minds several times, especially, you know, obviously in our group of friends and, and the people that we kind of have in our circle as they, you know, got bigger and their work gets more and more, you know, not easily obtainable. It's definitely crossed our mind, especially like, like, for example, like Terrell, right? Like, you know, when his stuff was going for, started going for like four or five East. And once he like hit that threshold, it was like, hey, we should like kind of maybe put our funds together to you know maybe buy it because it's cool one it's like your way to support your friends or it's your way to support something that you don't have the ability to do so on your own and then two it's just you know it's it's just cool and i mean a lot of i mean there's been some great movements built around the same concept right like people pleaser dow which is literally like an entire collective that was you know, created to collect work of Krista Kim, which became like this whole big, like grandiose thing. And now it's like a really, really big DAO. Um, and it really was one of the first concepts of like what a group of people can do together. And then we saw the same thing with like the Constitution DAO, where literally all these people try to come together to buy that, which uh, it didn't work out from what I remember. But regardless, they raised a bunch of money together to buy something that they felt strongly should have been, you know, owned by people in web three. So it's, it's a cool way to kind of keep yourself in the conversation of being a collector of pieces that you really, really want, but can't afford necessarily on your own. And it's a great way to start a real collective or like a movement or like a DAO, like with basically what Fungi's doing with, with Schiller, like that's a really great way to be like, Hey, Schiller, together as a group of people are collecting these works that are not attainable and you know it's 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 i think it's really cool i think there's definitely a place for it and i think we should definitely do it more so i i love what both of you guys said i, I don't i don't exactly disagree with what either of you guys said um but i kind of take a little bit of a different view on it um i I'm jealous of, you know, the folks that can 
have two, three, four, five people together and invest and buy things. I think that's kind of the sweet spot of having like a multi-sig and, and work with some people that are very close to you. The more you can do things um, sort of trustlessly with partners and have, have trust in each other, I think that can be just a massive, massive advantage. Um, but as far as DAOs, um, I have not had wonderful experiences in DAOs. Um, one that I'm still part of that I put like half an ETH in some like 18, 24 months ago. Um, last I saw, they were like minting ordinals and trying to write up story around ordinals. And I was like, what are we doing? We've been a mess for 18 months and we've just bought a bunch of JPEGs from one artist that didn't do well. And it just hasn't really functioned that great. Um, and in addition, something that I was personally super excited about, um, you know, before the days of Escher and stuff, there was something called fractional. Uh, and I love that. So I was able to buy into a portion of a crypto punk. Um, and then something that I loved even more, and maybe, maybe you were part of this fungi, um, but there was a photo vault and then a photo vault too, uh, where essentially, um, they had acquired some, you know, massive photos from like Drifter shoots and Cat Smart and and a few others. Uh, acquire these one of ones, and uh, I bought into fractional ownership of these things. Uh, and then eventually they created a token from it, yada yada. Uh, and yeah, I was excited about it. But fast forward 12, 18 months, um, there is no value in it. Uh, there's so many people involved that it just doesn't really function. And I think that um, I think that for a little while, we really glamorized DAOs and the idea of doing a DAO is like really exciting. Um, but I think that you can, you know, do all of those same things without having to have this uh, legally specific uh, sort of structure. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to keep rambling on that. But uh, that's my two cents. Proceed with caution. Yeah, I love it. I think we kind of got three very different, not very different, but different perspectives there. Uh, so I appreciate you guys kind of expounding on it. And I definitely see all of them. I haven't done it yet, but I definitely look forward to doing it in the future. Um, this is one that I've actually, I'm a big fan of doing myself. Uh, how often do you find yourself collecting an artist's Genesis NFT? And is that something that you look to do? Uh, if so. To the right, I think, Fungi. Um, I don't know that I necessarily try to. Uh, it's definitely something, like I've tried to, well, I think I've just noticed a couple times when I'm like, oh, this artist I love who, uh, you know, I maybe discovered after they put several pieces on foundation, uh, has put a Genesis piece on super rare. Um, and I really liked it, but I, I wouldn't, uh, care so much to get a Genesis by you know, strict virtue that it is a Genesis piece. Um, yeah, I'd have to really like it. So I, I'd say that's kind of kind of my vibe. Um, I think it's cool. 
uh, I think like the provenance of it is, is definitely interesting, but uh, just personally not that valuable uh, for me um, from like a experiential standpoint or how I value work. Um, yeah, I well, I guess just to go in the same order. Um, yeah, I guess I'm kind of in my back. Um, I'm kind of the same way. Um, I actually, honestly, when I think about it, I think I only maybe own a handful of Genesis pieces, and I it wasn't like intentional. It was definitely just by chance and the fact that I could afford it at the time, and it it just so worked out. Um, yeah, it's kind of the same for me. Like it's more so. Like I, I understand like the provenance for some people, like it, it really matters and and from a value standpoint, maybe like on the blockchain, but in full honesty, it's more of it's more of just collecting people that I believe in. And if it just so happens to be their genesis, then great. But if it's an early piece, then even better. And I think um more so than a genesis piece, I definitely have more in my collection of early works of artists, like before they were popular as they are now, um, which I'm more proud of, you know, just because I was part of their, their journey in some way, shape or form. Genesis, you know, it, it it's always, it, it's like a toss up, like either I'll get it or I don't. And if I, if I see it, then great, but it's definitely not an intention of mine to like specifically connect Genesis pieces. Yeah. I, I love what you guys are saying. I'm, I'm in the same boat. Like, yeah, it would be super awesome to, you know, have all these Genesis, you know, pieces and, and see these artists take off. But um, I think that kind of takes some some deep pockets uh, to do things like that. Um, but, you know, my sort of investment thesis around Genesis pieces is I just stick to Luca Ponsato one of ones. I mean, that that's just my jam. I did not set that up once again. Fungi, what's up? I was going to say, like, just from a selfish perspective, like my own provenance, I guess, like I would, you know, uh, much more than like owning their Genesis piece, like I think what's more uh, enjoyable or, or satisfying for me um, is to be like one of an artist, like, genesis chats <laughs> chat like i'd rather like be one of the first collectors to like really go in on an artist uh and like demonstrably show uh on chain my conviction in them uh rather than uh have their genesis because i think uh yeah i don't know to me that's just more satisfying i i think it's also dope like there's a lot of people um that you see and you're like, holy shit, like they have a Genesis piece from like so many artists that have absolutely crushed. Uh, and like, that is a badass thing to be able to say. Um, but at the same time, uh, yeah, I, I like just the, like showing concentrated conviction, um, which I think many, many of the collectors that uh, do go for, you know, Genesis, Genesis pieces uh, do is they'll collect again, but um yeah, I just love like seeing an artist that I deeply resonate with, not giving a shit about who the collector base is or following is, and then just like going in, uh, and then, you know, noticing 
six months, a year later, like, oh, everyone's collecting them now. Um, that's way more satisfying. And if you don't mind, I just want to yes end that fungi. That's just such a strong point. Like, you know, that's why, you know, the five of us are up here on this stage and why we're here every day. Like, that's truly the most rewarding thing is working with you artists and seeing you succeed or when I'm just hanging out on a Tuesday and all of a sudden some random person that followed me and I just followed back DMs me and is like, Hey, I, w I wanted to mint something or I was thinking about doing art or something and just being able to provide feedback and, and do that and then see them, you know, put their first piece out and then it sells and they're just like, Oh my God, you know, that those are the things that, those are the reasons that we're here and that we are going to stay here. And we, we want to continue doing things like this exact talk here. Um, that was such a good point, Fungi. I'm glad you said that. Absolutely. And we, we've seen you do it many a time, Fungi. And one of the best supporters, one of the greatest supporters of artists around. Um, you know, I, one artist that comes to mind is, is one that I can't properly say her name, but uh, Les Cagumelos. Uh, I've seen a lot of uh, love for her, and so I just wanted to throw her name out there uh, because I know that you're a staunch supporter. Um, and actually, I kind of wanted to talk about the Genesis collecting myself a little bit. I definitely take a little bit of pride in collecting an artist's uh, Ethereum Genesis at the very least. Um, I've done it three or four times and I, it's not necessarily like wanting a providence thing or wanting a um you know profits down the line it's just kind of wanting to show support when they come over um to show them like you know like your work is like welcome over here i like like people enjoy your stuff over here and just like i don't know i there's no expectation of anything i just like the work and i kind of just want them to feel like they're welcomed i don't know i always want people to feel comfortable around me it's kind of to a fault so we'll see you do a goes. good job of it for sure <laughs> thank you brother um but no i mean you're right though that's actually it's cool that you said that because um we see it a lot of times right where like people from that are like super successful outside of this bubble they're like oh all these people artists that are follow on instagram whatever they're super successful um, selling their NFTs and they're making money. And so they're like, okay, cool. I'm going to take my 300,000 K following from Instagram and TikTok and Tumblr or Pinterest or whatever, wherever they are. And I'm going to translate that into really large NFT sales. And then they come in and they, you know, set their first ever reserve at one ETH and think people are going to, you know, just flock to it because they, they do. And sometimes it is, sometimes that is the case, you know, they do have enough following and collectors are following them where they're like cool like they get the bid but a lot of times that's not the case you know like an instagram following doesn't translate to sales on the blockchain it's unfortunately it's not the world that we live in so a lot of times you see some like your favorite artists come over and they're like finally dabbling and then no one bids and i've seen it a lot of times like i've done it a few times myself i've seen people um that i'm friends with like uh, milan does it a lot terrell does a lot cliff does a lot like people that we really really love you know, on Instagram, they come in and they have a reserve. And if we can bid on it, great, because 
you never want them to be like, oh, well, I tried NFTs and no one fucked with me. And so NFTs suck. NFTs are a scam. Y'all suck. Community's trash. I'm out. I'm going to go take my bag to Instagram again. So like, yeah, you should always, you know, show love if you can, because you never know like where you are in people's journeys. Like I've seen it happen a lot of times. Like people just come in and then they leave immediately because they're discouraged or they're upset or they're offended. Um, so yeah, if you, if you like it, buy it if you can if you can't buy it bid on it if you can whatever so tax i think that that's a, that brings up a great point that as a collector you don't need to collect something to appreciate it and sometimes we want to be able to collect everything that we see and like and you know it, it it's okay to sort of sit back and say you know i'm just going to enjoy this for it's presentation in front of me right now and not need to feel like I own it. It's, uh, you know, definitely something to think about at points, but, uh, Hey man, retweets, likes, comments, and quotes are free, baby. Don't be stingy with free stuff. If Luca, if you don't mind, I just had a quick question. Uh, so a, a new way that I've started framing my Twitter account and engagement and so forth. And, and why I'm on this app um, has changed in that I want to be promoting artists. And what are the best ways that I can promote artists? Well, I need to be doing well on this stupid algorithm. Uh, you guys are lucky you didn't get any swear words there. Um, but I'm starting to look at my Twitter more like a job that I need to be posting high quality tweets, high quality art GMs every single day. I need to be actually looking up and studying what it takes to game, game the algorithm so I can get a big following like Bungie so that when I decide to retweet you guys, that it actually gets seen, you know? Like, like right now when I retweet something, it gets two, three likes, or sometimes it gets one or two comments. I'm like, yes, you know, awesome. They, you know, maybe 10, 20, 30 people saw it that wouldn't have, but um I now realize that I have the ability to get to a place where I can share to a larger audience. So I need to juice that damn Twitter algorithm. And I'd be curious if you guys have any thoughts on that. Like juicing it to like in for the purpose of like being good enough to promote more is what you're asking. Yeah, exactly. Like I could take three days off and do zero tweets. And then that next day, whoever I retweet, like I'm not helping them. But if I did three days of RGMs that, you know, popped off and then I had a couple of tweets that kind of like didn't go viral, but, you know, had a lot of feedback on them, then, you know, Twitter is seeing that algorithm and it's promoting my tweets going forward, right? Yeah. Um, Luca, you can go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Pat, just speaking directly to your point there, Hilda, that uh, like quote tweeting someone's work isn't necessarily the best way to show it off and retweeting someone's work may not necessarily be the same, like the best way. If you really care about showing off someone's work, you, you find the way to be able to share it in a different way. And, and I don't want to speak to myself then, but like my GM posts, like that is my way of showing off a different artist. And those get more views than I would ever be able to get with a retweet of someone's work or a quote tweet of someone's work. 
And I try to use that to highlight as, as literally as many artists as I can. And I think that finding those, like Bernardo with his, you know, uh, his daily threads, um, just like getting out, like there's so much that can be done just on the timeline itself that like it doesn't necessarily like find something in between just writing GM everyone and writing a, a five tweet threat, like put out two tweets about someone's work that you really enjoy. I, you know, we can keep, I can keep gushing about Fungi this entire time, but like I saw someone's art from Instagram the other day. Like I'm not on Instagram. Like Fungi brought that over to show us. Like, I think that those are big things too, is like, it doesn't just necessarily have to be the Twitter community that we're supporting more. Like it's the artist community as like in, as a whole. So trying to build it up takes, you know, bringing some voices over and saying, okay, like Kat Samard put up a great one today. And these artists that I never would have seen before. And it's because people are sharing their work and it, you know, cause it really affected them and really resonated. So I think that, you know, in those cases, there's literally no possibility for a retweet. So I think it just shows how good it is to just make your own tweet of someone's work. If you care that much. Kurt, what's up? Yeah, I was, I mean, honestly, I was going to say, like, personally, I don't really care to keep up with the algorithm because it's so random now. And I've seen so many tweets that change every day. So at this point, it's just like, I just kind of have fun and have my experiences as much as I can without having to stress over all that. Cause eventually it's, it's going to suck and you're not going to love this anymore. So, but to that, and like I, and that's why I always say like, I'm blessed and privileged to even be considered, you know, in, in the same name as a lot of these collectors at all, or, or be in these group chats, but as collectors, um, as people who have collected, you know, other people's artworks, we find ourselves in a cool position where, we're in a lot of group chats with some really, really great people who love collecting, who love to see art all the time. Um, and we, I see it every day. Like there's new art that I see all the time and not just collector group chats, but sometimes the best promoters are other artists and artists will definitely show you and hype up art that they love all the time. And we see it every single day. Like there's like, I can, I think I'm in like 15 to 20 group chats that like, are just there and like five of them are extremely extremely active and there's new art shared all the time so if you don't think your reach is good enough or you're not doing enough on the timeline sometimes all it takes is to share art that you really really love with your peers and one of them may resonate it with so much that like for example like fungies in 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 chats with me right like he definitely based on statistics and metrics has a higher reach than i do so if i share like this new up-and-coming artist and he really fucks with it and he shares it on his timeline and retweets it that's more power to that artist just because i shared it with someone who has a better reach so yeah there's always ways but i think us being in that type of position and being privileged enough to have that type of leverage um to share with our peers is, is a great way to get people known if you really really like want to stand behind those people Yeah, and if anyone's curious, uh, Fungi's rate going rate is uh, 0.25 ETH per share. Uh, you just just like Ben dot ETH, you just you just send it to him, and uh, he'll take it from there. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, 
Genesis pieces as payment only. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I totally agree. I around the social media thing. Um, yeah, I realized that it's kind of funny. Like I've worked in marketing and stuff for quite a while, but had never tried to have any kind of following on social media and, and just never had. Uh, and then, yeah, I've realized like for what I'm doing at Schiller and just anything else that I want to do uh, in this space that is um, by default, you know, digital uh, and virtual, um, that it would really help to have a wider uh, reach. Um, I think I, I'd recommend that for anyone, like whether it's getting your own artwork out, um, sharing the artwork of another, uh, just learning some of the basics goes a really long way. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that it's fantastic. And uh, you heard the man get more followers. Uh, that's pretty much uh, pretty much all it is. No, I'm kidding. Just a, it's a gaming the system a little bit and trying to do the best you can to to support people around you. I uh, I want to bring us on just like to the next question, and it's about cross chain collecting. Uh, I'm curious. You know, we've talked about uh, a few different things. Well, basically, if someone only has work available on a chain that you maybe haven't collected on before. I don't want to make it too available. Um, would you be willing to step out of that comfort zone and collect on that different chain? Let's say, uh, I don't know if any of you have collected on Solana. Uh, Fungi, maybe you have, but I'm pretty sure that uh, Kerr and Hilda might not have. But uh, pick a chain, any chain that you have not collected on. Um, and I'm just curious. Uh, are we, we're doing the order. I was trying to front run me here. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's why I went over to Tez originally. Um, I had all my liquidity locked up in punks, uh, like two years ago and, uh, really liked the work of Jan, uh, Bobfrila, uh, creator of the peaceful groupies and, um, yeah, just all, just a sick artist. Uh, so I couldn't afford his work on ETH um, and or anyone's work, <laughs> really, uh, at least the, the stuff that I wanted. Um, and so, yeah, it made me go to Tez. Um, also, I think that's like where most of it has been, um, aside from uh, a bunch of artists that I knew were coming in the fake rare pipeline. Uh, I see Zaid uh, down in the audience. Uh, he's definitely one of them uh, and a bunch of others. Um, and yeah, loved their work, had the chance to get in uh, and pick up uh, a series, an entire series of fake rares on uh, Counterparty. Um, yeah, which I had never bothered to do. Uh, I don't even know if I had picked up like the Emblem Vault Uh wrapped pieces before um but it just felt worth it uh and then definitely have plans to do the same on arbitrum i think that's the only other chain i've picked up uh any nft on um aside from eth tez and uh yeah uh counterparty um but 
yeah, I see. I know there's a lot of a lot of great artists going to Arbitrum soon. So, uh, I mean, and that's like it's an L two of ETH, but um, I'll go there when they go there for sure. Yeah, I personally well, don't. Yeah, I personally don't mind either. Um, Kurt, like Kurt, real quick. I'll go for Sorry. it. Sorry, uh, just because we've been speaking about how to uh, share artist work. We got sixty people in here, and I'm the only artist on stage. I'm just gonna throw my work up top while you guys are answering. Uh, Carl, uh, please. Oh, I could go now. <laughs> please do. Okay, cool. <laughs> My bad. I'm just in. Um, but yeah, definitely go. Uh, definitely go follow Luca if you're not following him. It'd be kind of wild if you were in this space right now and you weren't following Luca because he's like the host. So, like, if you're not following him, it's super weird on your part. So, definitely do that. Um, actually, honestly, like, at this point, everyone on stage, like, if you're here, that's weird. Like, go follow them. Duh. Anyways, <clears throat> um, yeah, personally, um, I've mainly only collected on Tez and ETH as far as, like, artwork itself goes like pieces that like stand alone um and aren't part of like a you know like a like a collectible type thing um i have some art on wax that i guess can be considered artwork in a way it's a collectible i, I say that because it's like because it, wax chain a lot of it's um they have a lot of partnerships so like i have a lot of um like comics that are like Marvel comics. So like they're actual artwork by Marvel comic artists um, that are on wax chain. So it's like an addition of like a thousand, but it's only a thousand pieces of that comic book as a digital collectible. So I have those, but I personally wouldn't mind to be honest. It really depends on the chain itself and how easy it is to get acclimated to it. Like I tried Solana. Um, I downloaded phantom wallet. It wasn't hard. It was super cool. It was a really nice wallet. Everything was super nice, all that stuff. And then, like, the next day when I tried to, like, buy Solana and, like, go do something, Solana chain went down. So, like, it was, like, come on. I can't buy if the chain is down, right? So I don't know so much about that, but I'd definitely be super, super interested on the ones that Fungi just mentioned because um, I've been hearing about them. So I definitely would love to do more research on that. But, yeah, I mean, necessarily, I, like, if someone that I really like and i enjoy seeing their artwork and if that's the decision that they chose um i don't see why i wouldn't follow them there if i was able to continuously support and afford their work on that chain as well so i i think it really at the end of the day dope art sells itself regardless of what chain it's on um but <laughs> to that if you make your heart art really hard to get and put it on platforms where people aren't seeing them or like are weird platforms then you're probably doing yourself a disservice and your collectors a disservice because um it's gonna be really hard to find it's gonna be really hard to buy um like i talked one of my friends out of like they minted a bunch of artwork on um this random solana platform that reached out to him in the dms and they were like oh cool put you on you know our website and we'll feature you and stuff like that and his stuff was like priced at like i think 15 dollars in Solana, like, like equivalent. I'm like, dude, your stuff is worth like 
way more than that. Like you go set a 0.1 ETH reserve right now and it would sell like for 20 times that amount. So like, yeah, definitely do yourself as an artist the service of actually doing your due diligence. But as a collector, wherever they go, I would go if I can. So All right, my turn, uh, Kerr, that was great. Um, first of all, shout out Wax. I think you're still the only person I've ever discussed Wax with. If anyone doesn't know what that is, that's going back like early pandemic, like early NFT boom, just an awful, I mean, I sh I'm not trying to talk negatively about anything, but it was not a great platform. It was a, not a good experience. And I'm pretty sure I have a bunch of Spock NFTs like I, I'm not a Star Trek guy. I don't know what I was doing. Um, but but uh, more importantly, let, let me get back. Uh, I first want to just call this out um, because, uh, you know, we uncovered this last Friday. Um, but Luca is a chainist. Uh, he came out last Friday as a chainist. So I just want I just want to make sure all of you are aware of you know the, the kind of guy we're dealing with here um it's okay you know we still accept him uh you know you're welcome to defend yourself if, if you'd like um but uh yeah I, I was gonna say you know i collect on eth and tez and um i i do mean to branch out i would like to and i think the perfect way and i had never even thought about it this way uh, would really be like one of my favorite artists going over there and minting something that was affordable. Um, that would be the way to do it. I find that interesting. But anyways, Luca, you're you're welcome to defend yourself, but uh, you, you did come out as a chainist. It was it was it was pretty clear. So, all right, I'm gonna defend myself in the worst way possible, saying you are completely right. Uh, I don't like collecting on Solana, that's a personal thing. Uh, I just, I avoid it like the plague, and uh, I'll keep that to myself. But I think... <laughs> and I'm no, mostly kidding. Can't... I'm mostly kidding. I'm mostly mostly uh, yanking your chain. Ha! <laughs> Good one. I, uh... Oh, God. <laughs> All right, I uh, I have a question that I think will actually be helpful for artists here as well, but I'm I'm quite curious about it. And uh, let's switch up the order here just to have a little bit of uh, fun. So, what is the least conventional method that you have discovered a new artist? Uh, and then we'll go we'll go Hilda Kerr Fonte. Wow, that's a good question, man. Um, I think the least conventional way and perhaps the way that I almost prefer um, to discover artists uh, has been direct word of mouth. Um, often in the, in the TJO Discord, uh, some random person I didn't know would uh, would join the uh, wrecked Monday call and TJ will be like, Oh, it's, it's foe. And I'd be like, Oh, foe, cool. Um, oh, that's foe. And his art is absolutely amazing. And um, it was a great recommendation. Uh, that's honestly my favorite way to hear about people. And you've done that for me a lot, Luca, you've just been like, 
oh, you know, uh, man, Freddie is is amazing. You should talk to him. And I, I just love that entry into new art. Yeah, I'll, I'll show Manfredi Caracciolo real quick. Uh, it's Freddy on Twitter. One of the best artists around. If you do not follow him, go follow him right now. Just incredible 3D work. All right, Kirk. Um, honestly, my favorite way to find new artists, and I don't know if it's conventional or non-conventional, but it's literally the Instagram rabbit hole in where I find an artist on my explore page and then I follow them. Then it suggests that I follow another artist. Then I go on their page and I go, Ooh, this is dope. Follow. Then that suggests that I follow other artists and I just go on this five minute, just following spree of every single person that it recommends or the group of people and just look through them and see who I like. And honestly, the algorithm's, freaking phenomenal because it shows me exactly the type of art that i resonate with um like the most so that tells you a lot about instagram but yeah that's my favorite way because i found and most of the time they're all connected to each other so like if you like a certain artist the next five you follow all are connected to that first artist in some way shape or form which is even cooler because then you go down the bigger rabbit hole in which you find the collective that they're part of or the gallery that supports them, or, like, these other things that support them. So it's, like, a really, really great way to discover, like, from a grand perspective, like, new artists, new galleries, new initiatives, new programs, like, whatever. Like, that's that's the best way that I've found. And then I just kind of go through their link tree, which, bro, if you guys are still doing link tree, like, go get you a web page. It's not hard. It is very easy to do. Anyways, that's another topic of discussion. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite way to find people. I just put out uh, tweets saying, shill your NFT. Uh, and no, nah, I'm just kidding. Um, I definitely have essentially done that before. Uh, but usually try and keep it a little more pointed or nuanced. Like I'm trying to find art of this specific type. Um, yeah, I'd say my like, oh man, I don't know if I've like really done anything out of the box. I've definitely found some artists through um, Instagram, but maybe only one or two that have minted works that I didn't already know about. Um I think like in this, I don't know, this might be alpha too. Like uh, most artists get public kind of like recognition. If they haven't already gotten it, um, they get public recognition when collectors with large followings pick up their work. Um, the left curve thing to do upon seeing that is to like only look at that artist that has just had their piece sold um i don't have the eth to like go in on art after vvd and kazomo have collected from an artist unless like i noticed it before <laughs> before they tweeted or before you know uh there's just a ton of work available um so what I like to do is just, uh, it's really simple. I'm sure many of you do it, is to find 
my favorite artists or artists I in general really vibe with their work um, creep their timeline uh, and then also look at what they have collected. Um, especially I, I think the like added layer of filtering I might put in would be like uh, look at um, like say someone like Kazomo, some big name has just gone in on an artist uh, check the chain and see what that artist has picked up. Um, because I think when someone has, uh, you know, managed to achieve some new level of collector base, which, you know, some could say it's luck, some can say it's hard work. I definitely lean towards the hard work side of things. Um, but uh, they also probably have incredible taste. I mean, artists just have the best taste, make the best collectors and curators in general. Um, but I feel like that's a slightly more efficient uh, filter section or filter tool um, because you've kind of like outsourced some of your uh, due diligence in a way um, because artists always collect, even if it's largely from friends, like, usually just from the friends they have a lot of conviction in and, and deeply connect with. So, um, yeah, I, I've, I think that's where I find like most of the art that I pick up, uh, is just from following artists and then following who they're following and sharing and definitely who they're collecting from. Yeah, I think that that's great information, honestly, for a lot of the artists here as well, um, as well as the collectors and someone who does that really well and, showcasing other artists and collecting other artists is Terrell Jones. Uh, so just want to throw a few flowers your way. And there he goes. He hates being called out. Um, what are you going to do? The man is so shy. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, so I, I want to be respectful of everyone's time and uh, start closing it up a little bit. But one question that I definitely wanted to get in was what is the cheapest one of one that you've collected that has sentimental value to you? Uh, you know, people think that these bigger pieces are what people really care about and, you know, really are attached to and will spend the most money on. But I'm curious, you know, those, those smaller ones, something maybe you picked up on Tez for 20 bucks that really has a lot of meaning for you. Um, and you cannot, uh, you know, back out of this whatsoever. Kurt, jump at it. So, I have two. And I technically, I got them both for free. Because they were transferred to me by the artist. The first one being a Terrell Jones one of one. That I got airdropped to me because I won the edition or I was won the rank edition um, on his nifty Genesis. And it's a heartbreak kid, which is dope. If you don't know what Terrell's heartbreak kids are, you're not a real Terrell fan. So definitely go check those out. But it's Justice Jones. It's a one of one. And it's one of my favorite characters that Terrell has created. Um, in a university still working on. Um, and I, I love that because, you know, never in now I couldn't imagine, right? Like unless, you know, Kerr really 
puts the pedal to the metal and, and does something phenomenal in, in Web3 and makes a shit ton of money or um, has people send $7 million to a wallet um, that I could pre-sale you a meme coin that will go to zero. Um, unless I do something like that, I probably will not see another Terrell one-on-one in my lifetime, but that that means a lot. And then the other one I also got for free, which was actually a trade. Um, I actually traded a Goober, shout out to Cliff, Gooberland Mayor, tune in tomorrow, going to interview that man. Um, but I traded a Goober because I'm a Goober maxi, so I got so many, so many Goobers. Um, I traded Goliath, a Goober that he really wanted for a goliath one of one and the piece is probably it's my wallpaper right now it is probably my favorite piece in my entire collection like that is it is by far like i love that piece so much um and i've i loved it from the moment and never did i think i would own it and it just worked out and both of both of those that i just mentioned it's more so they, they mean a lot to me, one, because they're from people that I consider family and respect and admire a lot, but also because they were literally blessed to me, so. Love that so much. And I'm trying to get the Goliath piece up top uh, as soon as it loads. But uh, Fungery Hilda, either one. I can, uh, I can go first. Um... So uh, this one was kind of easy for me. Um, and here, I'm trying to find it too, so I can, I can post it. Um, but one thing I didn't mention at the top that I should have was uh, that I've done some curating. Um, and uh, one of the first artists I worked with to curate was Samuel Gray. Um, I just posted it right there. Um, and it was a drop on Nifty Gateway. And... Um, Sam and I worked on it for a few months and kind of uh, the, the special meaning to me is that uh, at the start, we really put our heads together and thought about what we wanted to do, what we wanted the story to be, what we wanted to make and everything. And I was going through a, a period in life where um, uh, I, I described this to Sam early on that, you know, it feels like I'm drowning under the weight of these things in my life, you know, my job and money and pressure and my relationship and, and all these things. And um, I love the idea of, you know, rising up out of this and letting these things go. Um, and Sam just went crazy with it uh, and ended up making this piece of art, uh, with, which I just absolutely love. Um, and it was it was an open edition. It wasn't it wasn't too expensive, I don't think. Um, and yeah, it just has a ton of sentimental value for that reason. And then I was also able to write the poem that went alongside. So uh, yeah, I think that sums it up. Thanks. That's a great question. Thanks for asking that. Love that answer. Fungi, please. Yeah, I think um, the most, yeah, this was a free one of one that was gifted. Um, and yeah, definitely one of the ones I'm probably most attached to. Uh, it was, uh, I'd reached out to Alpha Centauri Kid like two years ago, roughly, maybe like just a little under. Um, 
And just to say like, Hey man, like love your art. I just noticed that your Twitter bios messed up and you must've changed your name on foundation. So your links are broken. Uh, I never really talked. I think just said like, uh, you know, <laughs> GM maybe. And, 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 you know, shared some of his work. Uh, and then we started talking a bunch more. Um, he, yeah, uh, started, you know, getting to know each other a little bit. Uh, was really lucky to see a ton of art kind of early on um, and just give feedback when asked uh, or ideas when asked. Um, just really like not a lot, just very casually. Um, and then, yeah, one day he was like, oh, I really want to make you a piece uh, just as a thank you um, and made like a custom one of one uh with music that he played uh of my punk on a motorcycle just like ripping <laughs> through a city uh and it's it's super badass um and yeah i don't think i could ever sell that i mean i think i'd have to have my punk sell it or something and even then i probably would still hold on um yeah but i don't i don't even know what and like i've never considered really selling i don't uh, know what if it has a lot of value to other people aside from being at ACK um, but yeah that's 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 it for me yeah I'm probably going to throw a quick read off on that one tonight uh, because that sounds unbelievable <laughs> I uh... okay um so I actually did ask this question a little selfishly. Well, not necessarily so. I didn't realize that we were going to go free, like gifts. Um, and so I definitely want to volunteer, like, my favorite gift that I've received, uh, which I've talked about a few times, but uh, I, I'll always take the opportunity. Um, T. Joe is one of my favorite artists in the entire world. And uh, someone that I've been able to build up a relationship with through my poetry. Um, it was a, quite an interesting, you know, journey of starting writing poetry and just sending them to him. They were all inspired by his work and getting to know each other a little bit more through sharing art. Um, and one day... Uh, I saw this piece that he had posted. It was brand new work and went to message him, told him absolutely how much I loved it and wrote another poem for it called uh, him. The name of the work was don't listen to him. Uh, and the name of the poem was him. And I still to this day think it's the best poem that I've ever written. And uh, I sent it to Tijo, just to Tijo, written out in the notes app. And uh, we got to talking about the inspiration behind the poem, you know, how it was inspired by the work, but the other things that it was inspired by. And I was just sitting in my house alone. And we, uh, he messaged me and was like, uh, just send me the, the, like, the text of the poem. I need it for something. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like, maybe he'll like, include it in a piece or something. Like, he really, really liked it that much. And then, like, 
two minutes later, he's like, it's in your vault. Um, and sort of similar to Hilda's story, my poem is the description for that piece. Um, so the Tijo just, you know, gave me that one of one. Uh, and it's not, a, you know, necessarily a collab, but it was the opportunity to, you know, share something of a stage with my favorite artist. And to be able to hold this, I mean, this is never going anywhere. Um, it really is just, you know, impossible to think of ever selling it because, you know, this was the inspiration behind ever thinking that I could write poetry, uh, you know, more than just in people's DMs. So being able to share myself and be vulnerable to Tijo and, you know, seeing such a, such an encouragement and support in, you know, that sort of act was the injection that I needed. Uh, you know, I don't want to say that I, I needed to get the one of one, but I needed like sort of crazy event to tell me that it was for something. Um, and so this is never going anywhere because this, you know, gave me a feeling of self-worth, uh, and it really, it carries that with it. So it's, uh, it's, it's unbelievably special to me. It's such a beautiful story, man. I just, I love hearing that so much. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, I, I got myself a little worked up, but it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing. And I look at it every single day and just, it's quite a special reality that we're all living in where we, we, you know, we're surrounded by such generous people and such kind and giving, you know, just loving people. It's, uh, you know, we're all talking about the gifts that we're receiving from artists that we absolutely love. And, you know, where else can you really talk about that? No one's talking about how, you know, someone was gifted, you know, the rights to an album or something like that. But we're talking about how they were giving away, you know, parts of themselves to us. Um, and so I, I, I think that that's a really special way to end this all off. Uh, it's just sort of that relationship is unbelievably special, you know, particularly you know, with those artists that we've spoken about tonight. But everyone that we've ever collected with, uh, you know, there's a special bond that's formed there. And uh, I just want to give each of you, uh, you know, just a little time, just anything that you want to kind of close out with. But uh, if you don't want to, no worries. I'll, I'll jump in and get out of the way, you guys. Uh, I got nothing special to say except for, um, you know, stay away from folks who tweet in all caps and try to have fun. Let's uh, let's keep having fun around here. This is a special thing we built. We've come a long ways, um, and we got a long ways to go. So just keep showing up, keep hanging out, keep befriending, keep trying to stay positive and look for positive people. Love you guys, and thanks for uh, thanks for listening. It's our it's our junk. We're making it up as we go. We're nothing special. True. 
Yeah, um, as always, I just want to thank the Burrito Dow. Shout out to those people doing great things in the space. Um, yeah, shout out to Joe um, and everybody else that's in the Burrito Dow. Um, super, super appreciate you guys always, always for showing love. Shout out to, um, um, oh my God, I'm blanking. I usually am not like this. It's just a, it's just the, um, you know, the pressure of of this fame that I've been given by the burrito now. Um, I'm sorry, I was reading a DM. It's totally on me. Um, but shout out Tristan for. Uh, <laughs> Um, putting this to panel together and and coordinating with us in the DMs. Um, shout out to everyone that pulled up. Shout out to these guys on stage, Luca. Thank you for being a phenomenal host and always showing love. Um, I really have nothing, you know. Just tune in tomorrow. Um, me and Arya are gonna be hosting a space, and the only reason I say that is because we're interviewing Cliff Ballin, the the mayor of Gooberland, the illustrator extraordinaire the uh man that you definitely want to follow um he's down there with the skull pfp right there he's cooking up some new stuff and we're gonna go behind the curtain deep into his soul and mind and really just have a great conversation so um love for you guys to pull up and and listen because i, I know he'll have a lot of great things to say um because he's definitely a, a great supporter of art and people and, and a good person so um but yeah shout out that was my that was my shill that was that was the only shill i had and um yeah definitely follow everyone up here if you're not because again if you stayed here this long and you didn't follow every single person on stage you're weird because what is the point of being here and listening to us talk and resonating with the things we're saying if you're not gonna follow us that's weird Definitely follow Burrito Dow um, and shout out Burrito Dow for putting this on. Um, yeah, I'd say to artists, um, I've heard from a lot of uh, close friends that are artists uh, over the past few months as the market's been slow, like it's been tough emotionally. Um, I would just give a loving reminder to think at scale uh, in terms of time and legacy relationships uh and remember that you know days weeks and even months are simply a speck on the overarching span and journey that is your life um and if you're struggling definitely uh do whatever you got to do to take care of yourself um always uh take i always say take a little pause if you've had some sales and like consider bills uh consider stables all that stuff um and just look out for each other um and for collectors or prospective collectors um it's always a good time to start collecting um the worst case scenario is you've got some dope art that you love in your vault uh that you never sell uh, but you know that you've supported a human being doing a, a courageous thing um, in pursuing a life of art and passion when society historically has told them to do anything but that. Um, and NFA, but uh, I've done way better with art <laughs> than PFPs and shit coins. Uh, I, maybe I'm just a shitty, shitty trader. I think that's also true. Um 
but yeah, I think really betting on the culture and vibe and creativity and beauty that you want to see in the world uh, for the long term is is a much stronger bet, and that doesn't have to be made financially. Uh, it can just be done um, with attention, uh, with sharing of knowledge, resources, uh, or just sharing of art. Um, so yeah, I'd leave it at that. And also, um, not a lot of competition out there for bidding these days. I've noticed that uh, it's a great time to kick off some auctions and stack rails in silence uh, <laughs> and then tweet about them after. Uh, yeah. But anyways, thanks so much for having us. Uh, huge shout out to Luca uh, and been great to listen to uh, Kerr and Hilda as well. Uh, I think uh, I think those are actually all wonderful things. And uh, the only thing that I want to finish on is just advice to artists is bet on yourselves. Uh, you know, vault, think about vaulting a few pieces uh, of your own work because, you know, down the line, we never we never know. I'll put it this way. If XCOP is doing it, it's probably going to be a pretty good idea. But I think that holding on to your work shows a lot of value in, in what you're doing. And it shows long-term investment in what you're doing in yourself. And I really, you know, I think it's great to see as a collector, to see artists doing it. But also as an artist, it's just a good practice to, to try and get into. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be something consistent, but, um, you know, maybe it's just one work that you really, you can't give up. Uh, don't give it up, you know, even for the right price. But... Uh, move with intention, move with kindness, and uh, just know that you're loved. Everyone have an absolutely fantastic night, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being on stage, everybody. Uh, peace.